Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 156, I can't believe it, of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. This is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're here to talk about how to hire an expert. This, this is really an important episode because if you hear hammering in the background, it's because I, we hired experts really to remodel our master closet in the master bedroom. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you pros, pros and cons. So this is, this is fresh on my mind. All right. Did you do a good job of hiring experts? Um, we hired ones that we could get. Okay. And uh, ones that were recommended. I will okay. not know if we did a good job until the project is finished. All right. So some availability and, and a recommendation was the reason for the hire. Yeah, okay. that's it. I hired myself as an expert this past weekend to okay. replace. To do um, what? Uh, I, I had a, um, a GFCI, GCFI. I can never remember the right order. It's a outlet. plug. Yeah, the outlet, the plug. I had yeah. a bad plug in my garage. And uh, so I went around the whole house trying to figure out if it was a short or something like that in, in that whole circuit. And um, and then I found one of the, the outside plug was leaking and it was just a nasty, rusty mess inside. Okay. Yeah, and just didn't, it's not a plug I use. Right. You know, so it's just there. It exists in a spot. So I just cut all the plugs out, replaced all of them on the outside with the nice new ones and did it myself. And I didn't get electrocuted. Congratulations. I mean, because I'm an expert. <laughs> this, is, this, is kind of, this is kind of the nice part about we're going to talk about hiring experts in today's podcast at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the good news is, is the consequences are rarely as deadly as if you decide to be your own um, electrical contractor. <laughs> so see, if, if, if I don't hire a good closet or if I don't build a good closet, then maybe my clothes will fall down. Yeah. But if Mark Vila made a mistake in, you know, putting in his um, 120 volt electrical outlets in the outside of the house where it rains, then there could be dire consequences. Yeah, no, I got But you guys, if you're gonna, if you're looking yeah. at hiring an accountant or a business consultant or an ad agency or something like that, that's survivable. <laughs> okay. If you don't make a good decision. <laughs> well, well, I made it through the weekend. Um, good. I, I, and, and, and as far as hiring experts, I, I'll use, I do it for myself all the time and my own advice. Um, I, I know I understand how to do that because I've, I jokingly, you know, I don't remember the order of those letters for the GFCI, um, but that has nothing to do with my knowledge on electrical. So I could do it safely. Okay. And, and, and I take all the proper precautions. Um, but the same thing with your business, when you're hiring somebody or, or doing it yourself, there are some things, you know, you know how to do yourself and are easy enough, like changing plugs, yep. right? There are other things that I wouldn't be interested in doing, like going into the attic and rerunning all the wire down to them. Right. Same. So the same thing is going to come for your business. We're going to get into some of that stuff in this podcast. When are what are the right things that you hire for? What are the right things you not? This took me uh, thirty minutes, maybe, for the whole thing. 
Okay. You know, just replacing plugs. It's quick, it's yeah. fast, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. screws, right? Um, if it was running the wires, I would have been my all Saturday morning running into the afternoon, right? And I, this, that, is, this is kind of this is the same thought process, though, that goes into, and, and so you know out there that when we talk about hiring an expert, we're not, um, not really calling out a specific field. Mm-hmm. You know, um, hiring an expert can be getting a new CPA. It could be hiring a business consultant to help you work through some issues. It could be contracting with an ad, ad agency or a marketing company to, um, to bring in more phone calls and bring in more sales or, or social media. Anytime that you look at your organization and you decide that you need help in something and you are going to write a check to somebody from outside your company to take care of that, you are basically hiring an expert. Yeah. And, and we've, we've talked about hiring employees in previous yeah, episodes sure. and we've talked about outsourcing some work. So, um, and which th- this is a little bit in between there, but this isn't about hiring somebody to help you run your embroidery machine or anything like that. This is about hiring an outside agency to outsource some of your work that you might do on your own or something you're currently not doing at all, but you recognize needs to be done. Yeah. So we started off um, in kind of just making some notes about this. Um, And the first topic that uh, Mark, I'll have you go into it, but you want to make sure you have a good reason to hire someone. So maybe you can go into that a little bit. Yeah. And, and there's a, um, so having a good reason to is, is very subjective. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what you're, what, what I should say is that make you make sure that you have an actual need. Okay. To, to um, hire outside because um, it's occasionally cheaper than doing things yourself or hiring internal employees to get an outside expert to do things for you. Um, but you need to make sure that it's something that you need to do and not just something that you're, you're not reacting to a specific situation. You know, so if you've got a part-time side hustle and you're making $500 to $1,000 a month, but you looked last month and you realized that you didn't make any money, you undercharged or something like that, you know, to go out and decide to hire a CPA because you had that one hiccup is, is not a good decision. It's not a good reason to hire an expert. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be, it's got to be a real need that you yeah. are, um, that is going to move your company or your personal life forward. And that's a good point then. So in an example like that, yeah, if it's a side hustle, 500 to $1,000 a month, and you're just getting started, you know, do you need to hire somebody to manage social media for you? Right. No, probably not. No, probably not. Um, Different than hiring somebody to do social media marketing, which is a different conversation if you need to do that or not to grow the business. But but your friend has somebody who manages all their Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff and comments and likes and things and and makes pictures for them. I mean, do you need to do that on something that's making you five hundred to a thousand dollars a month? No, you're probably all your profit to do that. Um, so, so really the, one of the first questions could be is it, do you have a problem that needs to be solved or do you have something that needs to be accomplished that is going to move your business in the right direction? Yeah. And you've got to be, um, be able to say this very specifically, you know, it's not that, um, I don't have enough sales, 
So I need to hire a business consultant to help me find sales. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to put a little bit more thought into that. Like, what is the specific problem? Why do you think you're not, um, you don't have enough sales or why do you think you're not as profitable as you think you should be? And what, um, you know, what is it that you expect this person to do for you? Yeah. So I like when, when you brought this up and, and just listening to you now, one of the important things, and I know it seems so simple that it almost doesn't need to be said, right? Cause of, you know, this, this just feels very rudimentary. Like, well, of course I'm not going to, I'm going to only hire somebody for something I need to get done. Right. Right. But it, when you don't make it deliberate, what actually happens all the time, and this happens for home projects, to business projects across the board, right? Something is um, shiny and grabs your attention. And then you look at it and it's your, your fish brain, <laughs> you know, it sees your something shiny brain. and then it just goes to it. Yeah. Right. And, um, but you're, you've also got a human brain <laughs> living with it next Hopefully. to your fish brain that can say, wait, 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 is that shiny thing? You know, do, do I need to go towards that? Do I need to look at right. it and being, and being deliberate like that in what you're going to do when you're looking to hire somebody. <clears throat> so I'm going to choke by the way. Um, so when you're looking at <clears throat> like an ad agency, what might happen is you um, attended some sort of a zoom conference and you heard some success stories about people, people hiring ad agencies or you read an article, or you heard about something, or you saw something on TV. And now it's like new and shiny. And this is interesting. I should hire an ad agency. I should yeah. pay somebody to do ads for me. Why am I not doing that? And you start really, and 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 maybe it's a good idea. But yeah. it, it, you also, also have to recognize this is a shiny thing that got put in front of me. Yeah. So, and I, 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 mm -hmm. that happens internally to us all the time. And we've got to basically stop mm -hmm. ourselves sometimes. You know, uh, someone will see a great new ad on Instagram and just the style, they really like it and says, oh, you know, we're not doing enough on Instagram. We have to do more Instagram because I saw this cool thing on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Or TikTok or whatever the flavor of the day is, you know, um, or your kid came up and showed you something funny on TikTok and you oh, just got hey, Mark, do that TikTok dance. You know how to do really well. Uh, I've never done a TikTok dance. <laughs> But anyway, you get the point. It's not that, you know, so the, so yeah. if you go to write down, like, why are you hiring someone outside for this? Because I really want to do TikTok ads. Okay. Um, and I don't know how to do it. That's why I'm hiring. That's a terrible reason to do it mm -hmm. because the goal isn't to have Instagram ads and the goal isn't to be on TikTok or the goal isn't to have an advanced multi-tiered Google ad strategy. You know, the goal is to have more business. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've, I've grown my business as much as I can through word of mouth, as far as I know. And I think the next best strategy is to look into paid advertising. I'm not going to learn how to do paid advertising. So is it a good idea to hire a contractor then? Maybe. Like, you know, you, I have some extra money. Um, what I'm trying to accomplish is trying to accomplish visits to my website. So um, I get more leads and can sell more product online. You know, Google ads, I understand is a great way to do that. You do a little research. Yes, it is. People do that all the time. Now you've got a, 
a real want or need. Mm -hmm. um, you know what you're trying to accomplish and you know specifically why you're trying to hire someone else to do it rather than do it yourself. Yeah. And this could be, um, this could be for, you know, paperwork type of stuff, you know, accounting, yeah. just processes, business process um, type of stuff. So it, it could be bookkeeping, accounting, that type of stuff, um, because you want to make sure that your taxes are done right. You want to yeah. make sure that your profitability is true profitability, right? So um, some of it can be that. Um, others can be uh, shipping. You can hire a consultant to help you with your shipping. Maybe you ship a lot of t-shirts, you ship a lot of hats, and you feel it's a bit of a mess. So is there a company out there that can, that can help you improve that? You know, there's, there's a million different things from ads and sales to marketing. Um, so identifying that it's a good idea, looking at it, evaluating it, and then writing down an actual statement of work. Yeah. Okay. A job description. Um, and and that, that's a good way to, to think about it as a job mm -hmm. description. Yeah. And, and I would say first, um, not first, but with the, 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 the initial statement of work that you have, unless you've done this many times before and you know, the, the statement of work is, a, is, I would say, a list of questions and statements. It's both. Okay. Because as you're evaluating if this is a good idea, you know, should I hire an ad agency or a business consultant or a social media pro? Um, you probably, you should have a list of questions that you're thinking about. These are the questions in, in not these exact words, but are, should I be doing more? Should I be, am I doing it wrong? What's yeah. the risk if I'm doing it right or wrong? Um, you know, these are all questions you're going to ask. What's the potential if I make this change? What improvement can I see in my business? Um, what improvement can I see in my sales? Whatever it might be. Um, will this save me money in the long run? Will it make me more money in the long run? All right. So, so. So first I want, I want everyone to stop right now and not Google statement of work. Okay. <laughs> because that's not really what we're talking about quite yet. So, you know, it's not a formal state, you know, normally like if you come to me and hire me as a marketing consultant, you may be able to talk you and talk me into giving you a statement of work that says, this is everything that I'm going to do. Yeah. And this is how much it's going to cost. What we want you to do is, is write a statement of work that you need done or want done or think you should have done, which mm -hmm. is why I kind of approached it as the job description is because Mark Veal and I are both actually experts in hiring experts. So, you know, we're, we do a lot of this for Coleman and company cold SE. We're constantly look for people that are smarter than we are on a, on a specific topic. We interviewed some email marketing experts recently. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we talk to Google advertising experts on a weekly basis. You know, we, we talk to Facebook marketing experts and, you know, if we decide or before we decide to bring somebody on the team like that, to hire an expert for our business, you know, we write down exactly what we want to have accomplished. You know, we've identified that we don't get the open rate that we want to on our emails and that the, the ROI when we send these things out isn't high enough and it varies too much and we need, we need help with these things. And in the end, we think that we can increase our revenues over the cost of the expert if we engage these people. So basically, it's a job description for someone or a company that you're hiring for that position. Does that make sense? I think, I think, yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying completely. Okay. And it needs to, I, and 
to simplify that further, like just start simple with what's what's a potential problem that you have, and then and write down all your thoughts on how to solve it or questions you would have on how to solve it. And then that becomes kind of your statement of work slash job description slash um, in, investi- investigation, you know, notes. Yeah. And then at that point in time, you start going out there and you start to try to answer these questions as best you can and, and validate or, or, um, or invalidate the assumptions that you made. Okay, so um, if you made some assumptions that you can do something to improve your email marketing or whatever it be, you start doing some investigation and then you realize maybe some of the things that you assumed were wrong, mm-hmm. you know, right? You also might you also might continue to see validation of that. Um, <clears throat> so in that, it's going to lead you to contacting these, um, contacting some experts, and we'll talk about how to find some good ones. But when you're going to contact them, ask them these questions, you're probably going to talk to multiple of these experts, whether it's accounting or advertising, you're going to have a list of questions you should ask, ask their opinion on things. Um, all these questions that you're going to ask, you're, you're definitely not the first person to ask these. So these folks are going to have this type of answers. And, um, and it doesn't mean that it, it don't, uh, don't let them dictate the conversation. You need right. to ask these questions if you've got them. Um, and at that point in time, it really will help you to develop the true answer of should you hire somebody to do this? Right. And and I think that, um, you know, so a couple of examples might be. Okay. So if you, if your taxes are all messed up or your mm-hmm. third year in your business and you haven't paid taxes. Okay. You know, things like that happen all the time. It happens all the time. And, sure, and so course. you, so you think what you need to do is, you know, I should probably get control of this because I'm growing fast. I don't want to go out of business because the government comes after me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to find an accountant and CPA to help me clean things up, to help me file my taxes and things like that. So um, what are those, you know, so what you're going to do is you're going to even write yourself an email, you know, or write these things down and say, this is my situation and be very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never paid taxes. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get caught up so I can be more of a legitimate business in the government's eyes and avoid future penalties, things like that, because I'm going to grow. So that's the problem that you're solving. What mm-hmm. you're trying to accomplish is to get this cleared up in a short period of time so you can move forward and then have a relationship with an accountant or a CPA um, that will help coach you as time goes by, as your business grows. Why are you hiring outside for this? Because obviously you've never done your taxes before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you really do want some, some, some expert help. So what are the questions that you have based around that? Is this possible? Am I going to have to pay uh, big penalties? Um, should I stay? Does it matter if I, should I just start a new business, you know, from scratch as an LLC or an S corp? Um, what what are the what are the potential legal ramifications of me doing this? You know what's it going to cost? Mm-hmm. Write all that stuff down, and now when you do have that conversation that Mark was talking about, you don't have to have it on the phone. If you find somebody that you're interested in working with, you can send them that email. Say, hey, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Tell me if you're the right guy or girl or firm. Mm-hmm. And that kind of process can go for a business consultant or an ad agency or a marketing guy or a social media pro, you know, so that's just, that's just an example of what you can do. And it, it doesn't have to be you on the phone with somebody 
my first question, my mm. second question, my third question is, you know, um, I would recommend that you send people stuff in, in writing, at least your notes, say, this is what I'm thinking. Talk to me about that. Mm. Yeah. And I, so a couple thoughts on that. One is um, never put in writing that you've never paid taxes. <laughs> That's a very good catch. I appreciate you put it. it on a sticky note that you show somebody and then burn or eat. I may or may not have some yeah. tax issues potentially that I may or friend. may not be aware of. I have a friend who said he's never paid taxes. I had a dream okay. about somebody. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, that's good. Uh, another thing that another thing I recommend is when you're talking to some of these folks, you have your questions written down and um, you can say, to, speak to them. Tell me about the services you offer and let them speak and answer some questions for you and see, you know, see what kind of knowledge they bring to your table without always being um baited or asked the exact question, right? Um, cause, and that'll also, um, it, cause it might answer some questions and create new questions for you, right? So make sure that when you're interviewing folks or talking to folks about this, you are listening just as much as asking questions. Uh, you're, you'll learn a lot that way too. But Absolutely. now that we, we know it's a good idea yep. to hire, we made that assumption based on we've gone through this little bit of exercise um, and maybe we've even talked to some people, we've done some internet research, we've asked some uh, people that we maybe know who have done something similar, we talked to other business people, uh, we participate in the conversation on a forum like custom apparel startups or something like that. Now, how do we choose a good vendor? How do we make the decision of, of who to hire? Right. That that's going to be a that's going to be a combination of things, you know. Yeah. Um, you, the first thing I would say is if this is going to be somebody that you're using on an ongoing basis, um, I hate to make this number one, but you have to like them. Okay. You have to you have to like you know yeah, I don't want to call my um, you know my marketing guy. Or I don't, I don't, I don't want to call the guy that is, I hired as a process consultant to figure out what I'm doing wrong and making hats. Mm -hmm. If I literally don't want to talk to that person on the phone, you know, you've got to have somebody, it's got to be somebody that you're hi, you're hiring someone. So you, you want to be able to work with them on a regular basis and feel good about that. Okay. So you should like them. You should trust them. You should, you should value them as an expert. Yep. Okay. That's, that's really good. Um, now, uh, so let me look at some things that we wrote down here to get on task here. So um, you, you had written down a great note, which I love it. You just send each prospective vendor your, your notes, your statement of work, your, your job description, all the things you would like to accomplish, right? Um, you can send them this specific list or you can, you can be as specific as you want or keep it general and let them kind of come back to you with what they would do. Um, so you might have a great idea for advertising in different places you want to advertise and what type of advertisements you would do. Um, but rather th that rather than giving them the plan, you can go ahead and just let them know, I'd like to do some advertising on social media. I'd like for that to make the phone ring. What, yeah. what would you do? And you might have some of your own notes that you share, um, or you can come back and let them hear what their plan is. And then you can kind of go back and forth. And this is going to help you to evaluate if, um, if this vendor that you're going to use uh, is competent, does, is, is truly an expert at what you're yeah. asking them to do. 
Um, somebody just because somebody has on their website that they do Facebook ads and Google ads and SEO, because I'm gonna tell you, everyone who does those things has all of those things on their website. <laughs> right. They're probably really good at a couple of them. Yeah. And do some of the other ones. Yeah. Because they have customers that need that. Right. And and the same is going to be true of of you out there listening, right? You might be really great at doing embroidered hats and okay at making t-shirts. You yeah. do a lot more hats. You've spent a lot more time training it. You, you, you know, if you're going to give a sample, a hat is what you want to deliver because you feel it's your best work. You do shirts and they're fine, but it's not truly your area of expertise. Every vendor you're going to talk to is going to be that way as well. Even though right. your website has, has listed t-shirts, right? Um, just like it has listed hats, their website is going to have um, listed everything they do, but you need to kind of evaluate which is the best that they offer. And, and I do want to break in here with a, with a tip while we're talking about it, because um, if you are really looking for an expert, it's why we recommended that you have to figure out what your core problem is and your core goal is first. Because if you go to an expert, if I go to a CPA and I say, I'd like to use the 1040 EZ to backfile my taxes for the past three years, can you do that? And they say yes and tell you what a, what a great idea that is and how well that they can do it. And the team that they have that can help you fill it out properly, then they're a terrible expert because I don't know anything about this. I'm just saying words mm -hmm. that, you know, so like I want to hire a social media contractor because I want more social media, sales from social media. You should be able to call somebody in marketing that tells you that's a terrible idea. You know, you don't have this, 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 and this in place. You know, so what you don't want is you don't want somebody that's an expert to just do what you're telling them to do. Yeah. Right. Because, because you don't know what they should do. You know what you want to have happen at the end. Yes. If you understood all the pieces in the middle, then you would be doing it yourself. Yeah. The, the reason why it's a problem is because you, you have not done that. Right? Yes. Not successfully right. done it. And therefore it's a problem. So you need to definitely lean on some experts. So, and that was kind of where I was going a little bit in the beginning and talking about that description and statement of work, et cetera, is really just more of <clears throat> you need, you have your full set of notes and then you have a set of questions or answers or thoughts that you pass on. Yeah. And really. And then you can compare that stuff. You might be a marketing genius and have a really great idea on how to get something to go viral on social. And you can yeah. pay somebody to help you do that. Um, there's the, the risk level of is significantly different than if you ask an expert, say, Hey, I want to make more money and right. they help you to get you there versus I have a great idea. I need you to help me execute it. Cause the, if you're going to pay somebody to execute an idea, they will do it. Yes. And then in the end, if it doesn't work, the was your idea. It was your idea. Your right. idea, I, you asked me to help you execute this. I did. I know it didn't work the way you wanted. I, I did everything you told me to do, right? So so those are two different things, right? Okay. Executing one of your ideas. And I'm not going to say don't do that because it might be a great idea. You know, I mean, that's but, on but you. It's but it's different. It's, it's different. different. It's, like, it's like, you know, hiring, you know, if you want to have, it's deciding for marketing your business that you want to do postcards. Mm-hmm. And you find somebody to design postcards for you the way you want them to design postcards. Mm -hmm. it, it, it may not have anything to do with best practices for actually marketing and sending out postcards. 
you know, oh, I really like uh, heavily script and old English fonts that are only 10 points. And I want everything to be black and gray. And I want the postcard to be really small. <laughs> if someone will do that to you, do that for you, and you can find people that'll do that, then you haven't hired an expert. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so really there, there are these differences. I, I think you brought up a really good point, Mark, is, you know, there's a difference between finding an expert to execute what you have decided you want to do versus having a problem and finding an expert to solve it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, absolutely. That's a hundred percent it. I mean, that's everything we've said in the past few minutes summed up right there. And then you need yeah. to understand which one of those two things you want and what you want to do and understand um, uh, what the risk might be in doing either of those two things, right? Yeah. Or, or what the risk is if you don't do them, you know, right? So you, you do some risk assessment, do some cost assessment, how much is it going to cost, what type of work's involved in it, and then you make the decision on, on how that works. Um, we do both of these things. Yeah. We hire people to execute things that are our ideas. Sometimes um, we have employees within uh, Coldesi do things that 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 we advise to do, and other times we will go to an employee or go to an expert outside of the organization and ask them to provide us what they what they would do. Yeah. So um, in choosing a vendor, it's important to decide which one of those things are you are doing. Is this something that you want executed because it's your idea? Then you need to find somebody who's going to be good at executing things like that. Or do you have a problem that you're not sure what the answer is? Then you need to find an expert that can do that. So um, once you've kind of gotten around that and you've, you're beginning to open up a dialogue with them, right? Um, you need to have them, and I love that you wrote this, um, you need to have them respond in writing how they can help. A phone call is great. A Zoom call is great to hash out ideas and get a feel if you like somebody, but you need to have everything in writing on what they're going to do. And this doesn't necessarily mean um, a quote yet. Yeah, you're, you're not looking for, and a lot of experts will be, you know, they'll, they'll respond with their process. Mm -hmm. And not with the specifics. So if you send your, your job description to them, this is what I want to accomplish, then they should be able to respond by email in writing that I understand what you're, what you're asking for. And, and here's, here's how I would go about solving that problem. You know, if it's a, um, if it's a social media marketing plan, it might be, First, I'd spend a lot of time analyzing your Facebook presence and your Twitter and mm -hmm. see what people respond to. Then I would create something for TikTok, you know, or XYZ social media platform along the same lines and see if we get that kind of response. Then after testing, we would, we would do this, then we would measure the results in the end. Mm -hmm. And you and I would talk once a week while we get started, you know, so maybe, and that might be enough for you. But that's a good written response that shows that they understand what you asked them to do or what you asked them for and that they're showing you this is how I would do it. Mm -hmm. So you said a lot of interesting things there. You asked for um, how they're going to deliver it, how, the, um, how they're going to measure if what they promised to be, to be delivered is done. Um, and I think that... Um, that when this is... When, you, when you're speaking with somebody and all of these things are clear to you, you can ask yourself, how do I know if they're doing a good job? 
and they've provided you with how they're going to show that they're doing a good job, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it could be a CPA firm, and we have we we have uh, and we have two people that work on your fire all the time. One yeah. one person does all of it. We have a second person that does all double checking on everything to make sure the quality control is good. This way, we make sure that all of your stuff is done correct, and you got two set of experts eyes on it. Okay, um, you might not have asked for that. But hearing words like that, you know, helps you to understand, okay, these are folks that know what they're talking about. They know how to evaluate things. They know how to make sure things are being done right. And that could be um, for social media campaigns, ad campaigns, or something like, like having your taxes done correctly. So it's important to kind of look at their process and understand that the vendor you're choosing is truly a professional at what they're doing. Yeah. And it, uh, and it also will give you a little insight into whether or not they they understand, and this is another reason why I like these things in writing is because um, you want to keep a clear eye on what your goals are. And if you're talking on the phone with someone and they end up talking a lot and pitching you on their services, you may have unwittingly changed your goal to whatever they do really well. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I mean? So someone, if you got on the phone with Mark Vila and he may convince you that you should be, uh, you should never do your taxes. You should do this instead. Yeah. You know, but, but, you know, the, the idea is for you to have that clear understanding, like Mark said, um, and then to get them to tell you what, get them to tell you what you asked for. Mm -hmm. And if they, if they can do that within the process that they, that they respond with, then you're, then you're on the right track with big government. So in your, in your email, when you send me some of the information and some of what you do, um, if you could just do me a favor and um, kind of summarize in your own words, what, you know, what you think I'm, I'm looking to get accomplished, you know, what you think some of my problems might be and how you, and, and, you know, why you're good to solve them. You know, if you could just put that in, in a couple words, I just want to share it with, you know, with the folks that I, that, I, that advise me, those people that I yeah. talk to, my business partners, you know, um, my, my husband or wife. Right. You know, that's perfect. Um, it's, important, it's important to them that that they know that you want um, a little bit of a repeat of what you talked about, what the problem is, and then that it, this is for other people's eyes. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Um, and then how that how that gets responded to is part of the decision making process. Right. Um, now, you had put in here about getting referrals. Yeah. Um, so that that's how a lot of this kind of business takes place. Mm hmm is uh you know if you're looking for a a cpa or a you know an interior designer mm-hmm. um normally the first place that you're 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 not normally just going to go google it first for those kinds of things you're probably going to ask around and see you know if there's anyone that knows anyone that they can recommend so so that's it you know i mean you should really you should always look at online reviews if they're available um but you know, also you've got to talk to somebody that that has had success with those vendors. Yeah, it's got to be somebody that you trust that gives you the review. Um, and uh, you know, we've we've made this joke for 150 something episodes. But don't just hire somebody because they're related to you or related to your best friend. You know, I mean, nepotism <sighs> is is a thing out there. But just you, re- you know, if they're if they are closely tied to you and they're a great expert and you really trust them, then maybe that's a beautiful thing. 
but yeah. just because they're close to you doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be what's best for your business. See, and, and I, I, I agree with all that. I would just change the words around and say that if, if they are related to you um, and they're great at what they do, do not consider them anyway. <laughs> so to keep that arm's length. Yeah, because you want to be able to fire them or yell at them and not have to worry it's, about it at Thanksgiving. It's true, it it, it is yeah. it is much easier to fire or be snarky or or yell at somebody um, that you can completely cut ties with and you never have to see at any kids' birthday parties, right? <laughs> or things. That's great, right? It it is true. It's a hundred percent true. So you consider that it's a very important part of making this decision. Yeah. Um, now we, I think it's important to discuss a little bit about pricing. Yeah, and, definitely. And then we can go ahead and I'm getting a phone call. I'm going to deny that. All right. Sorry um, so, um, so in the pricing category, there's there's a lot of different ways that an, an expert might charge you. Um, they might charge you by the hour. They could ask for a, um, a block of hours. It could be a monthly charge. There could be a big setup charge and then you know, ongoing smaller fees on a monthly basis. Um, and there's, it's hard to know if you're getting a good deal um, or if you're working with the right person at the right price, unless you do a little comparison. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it, this is just, a, I think it's a 100%. You've got to talk to um, three companies three organizations, three people at a minimum. I mean, two, two, maybe if it's a simple enough project, you know, you don't want to waste time, but at least two, three is a really good number. Um, mm -hmm. it does, you don't have to get too deep into the conversations, but just initial, you want to find out, are you getting a good deal? What are you getting for that deal? Too, right. right. So there's probably going to be a price difference between um, somebody who's a CPA that will just do all your documentation versus somebody who says we have two experts look at all, everything that we do for you. Right. There's probably a difference in that. There's probably and so there's you're you are going to get what you pay for, right? Um, and then you get to decide: Do you want the premium service where everything's double checked, or I I really I trust that one person can do it. It's not that big of a deal. You know, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing a billion dollars. That, that's a good differentiator. And, and it depends on you too, because it may be that, you know, dealing with any, any of these experts that you will only feel comfortable if they tell you specifically what they're doing all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, most, most firms won't do that, you know, but if you're the kind of person that needs to see, okay, if I'm hiring a social media company, I need to know that they're doing at least three posts a week. I need to know that they're doing this analysis once every six weeks, that they're going to do X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. you know, um, then you need to look for a company that is going to treat you in that manner. As opposed to somebody that is, um, that is a general marketing guy that's going to say, you know what, don't worry about any of that. I know what your goal is. I'm going to get you there and I'm going to use these tools to do it. Yep. So that, that's a decision and, and the, there's cost difference and all this stuff, but it is yep. important to get quotes from different companies or different organizations or individuals, whatever it might be. Make sure you are comparing apples to apples in those quotes, right? So um, one person, uh, uh, somebody who's got three years in, in marketing experience that's going to do everything by themselves is probably a different price than somebody who's been doing it for 20 years. 
that has a small team, which is probably mm -hmm. a different price than an agency with 150 employees, right? Yep. They are going to offer different services. You know, the new person's probably going to give you a lot more attention because they only have a few clients, the person with more experience, you know, I mean, you could balance all that. So when you're looking at your pricing, consider all that, write a pro and con list, write some things that they're particularly good at. And one thing I think is important is to ask them to explain the, their value and their pricing. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the, that's the best thing that, that, that either one of us has said so far in the mm -hmm. podcast is, you know, once you get pricing from your respective vendors, if there's nobody you ruled out right away, then, um, you know, ask those vendors to explain, you know, exactly what am I getting for this? Yeah, you could, and just, and you can simply say, and this is an honest statement that nobody should be insulted by. And if they are, you don't want to hire them. Yeah. There are people out there that do this for a little bit of, of a better price than you do. Why are you worth a bit more money? Yeah. And, and anybody who's worth their value, whether they're really expensive or, or very inexpensive, somebody <clears throat> will charge less and they can explain why they're worth more. Yeah. And I think it's an important to have that conversation and it's okay for you to listen to that and hear the person, you know, you get five quotes or four quotes or three, and you might decide to go with the most expensive one mm -hmm. and because of the value that they put behind that price, you feel is worth it. And it's better solves the problem for your business. You know, and I'm going to use a good example of this, not, not in the experts field, but if you have, if you've purchased a, um, a piece of equipment from Coldesi. Mm -hmm. um, you did not buy the least expensive thing on the market, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. you 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 bought high value equipment, and the salesperson that you talked to, I guarantee, was able to tell you why you'll want to spend more on an Avance or on a DTG G4 or an Epson F2100 with Coldesi than with any of the other people that might sell it a little bit cheaper. Yeah, let me. There's always something cheaper. Yeah, and there's always somebody that's going to think you way overpaid for no matter what. There are people out there who think an iPhone or an or a Samsung is a waste of money. Yeah, you know, I I would completely disagree with that because I use the tools on these smartphones a lot that they bring me a lot of value. You know, it brings me way more value than my laptop would or something like that. Right. Um, and there's going to be somebody who thinks like, I can't believe you would buy a DTG printer because you can make one in your garage from stuff you buy off eBay. Right. right? But there's a clear value difference in what you get versus something that you Frankensteined on your own when you're not an electrical engineer versus yeah. something that electrical and, and computer engineers built that comes with a warranty and support and stuff, right? There's there's yep. clearly a level. You didn't build your own car, but and but you could have gone to a junkyard, right? Right. So so the yeah. same thing is with hiring these vendors, right? It's is good. That, is that there is there there you can always get it cheaper, and I think this leads into the first tip is we have some tips for hiring right now. Yeah. Five or six, and then we can wrap it up. But don't let price just dictate your decision. So expensive doesn't mean good and cheap doesn't mean it's the best value or the best choice. Mm -hmm. Everything in life, you are probably not listening to this podcast if everything you do 
is the cheapest possible way you can do it. Right. If every so, single so thing in your life, right? It, it, it's really interesting that um, I'm in the middle of this book called Persuasion by uh, Robert Cialdani. And um, he talks about how people that don't know um, how much something is worth will assume that a higher price is a higher value because they don't have any other decision-making criteria. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, if I don't understand marketing, if I don't understand um, accounting, I might assume that somebody that charges more is obviously worth more. Mm-hmm. Is is obviously more of an expert than the guy who charges less. So you need this is why you're going through that process of you know deciding what exactly you want to accomplish. You know, um, getting all of your thoughts down on paper, having these extensive conversations with people, is so you can weed some of that out. So by the time you talk to your three people, then you'll know this is someone that I can work with. They have a f- high value. Um, I like them personally. I don't mind working with them on a regular basis in the business. They're able to um, say back to me what my needs and what my goals are. Um, and I've looked at those prices and I think that for the value that they are giving, this is the company that I want to go with. Yeah. And uh, logic will dictate this for you, especially once you do it a, a handful of times in your business. But if you if you consider kind of the theory behind it, right? But um, if you recognize how much somebody's charging and you can start putting in a determination on how many hours you're getting out of them or out of their business or out of their firm, you know, then you could put together an hourly rate, mm-hmm. right? And if somebody is giving you, um, if you start to realize that everybody says this one particular uh, thing you're going to do for your business is about 10 hours of work a month and you find somebody that, that's willing to do it for uh, 199 so are they going to pay themselves $20 an hour to right. do this for me? Like I thought they're an expert. I was expecting it to be probably a minimum three to five times that number. Yeah. I have somebody else on the other side saying they're going to charge me $350 an hour. Okay. Well, just doesn't seem like what they're asking me for is that exclusive. What I'm asking for right. is that exclusive. So you're going to start to learn some of that. So, yep. so expensive doesn't mean good. I saw on TV, or YouTube. I don't remember where I watched. I don't, I don't, don't ask me how this came up and I saw this. Okay. Hey, Mark. <laughs> um, but it was the person who does like shares hair or something like okay. that. Sure. Like charges like $1,200 a haircut or something. Now I have to know how this came up. I don't even remember how <laughs> okay. I saw this. You were listening no to Sonny and Share, your Sonny and Share A track. I, I probably was. Um, I, I have a feeling that um, that someone else was watching TV and I, and I walked into the room. That's probably, sure. that's most of the time how my TV watching is done. So okay. that's probably how it happened. That's but, but is, um, do we really believe that this person uh, is, is besides the fact that they do celebrity hair is worth like $1,200 an hour? You know, right? And prob- they probably will not cut your hair any better than the person who does 300 Right. So that's something when you consider the price, right? It's still 300 is still a ton. Right. Right. It's still a crap load. So, I mean, you're, you're in that crap load realm. Okay. Um, so, so, uh, but probably better than the person who's willing to do it for five bucks. Could be, Yeah. you know, or your mom or, or, or your mom with a flow. Yeah. 
So, so price doesn't always equal um, the quality. You need to put some actual thought behind that and consider it. And that's why you get more quotes is you can kind of start to evaluate that. Um, Don't, don't go for the most expensive because you think it's the best necessarily. The most expensive still might be the best. Um, And don't go with the cheapest just because it's the cheapest and you're getting the best deal because you might change yourself. And, and for, and for, for the next tip, which I I really like is um, don't, you're not buying the salesperson, Mm -hmm. right? So just because someone has the best salesperson, um, which is very important when you start dealing with agencies Mm -hmm. um, at the agency level, um, just because they they have a great salesperson doesn't mean they have great service or that they're going to do a great job for you. Mm -hmm. Um, We have got... um, you know, we've talked to agency people for advertising, for paid advertising, and we've talked to public relations people. Um, and the way a big agency works is they've got a team of salespeople that is that are um, that are there to do a proposal and close the deal. And that is the last time you will ever talk to that person. So your long-term relationship and the results you get have nothing to do with that person, and everything that to do with the team that it gets turned over to. Mm-hmm which is kind of why you want all that stuff in writing. You know, it's why you want the understanding to be there. So you have all of this, uh, not really a paper trail to prove things, but all of this demonstration of understanding. Yes. Independent of the personality of the person on the other end of the phone. A perfect way of put it is you completely understand what you're getting, um, that it, it's, it, you know, oh, you get me. You know, you know, and 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 part of stuff like that, and 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 if they're not involved in the service, then it's important to understand. And and it's another thing is is that if you are directly dealing with the person who will service you, who will service your account, yeah, um, just because they are a great salesperson doesn't mean that they're great at what they're doing. So you you just you, there's no true answer to this, um, on because a great salesperson might be a really great salesperson because they're passionate about what they do mm-hmm. and they're very intelligent and they know how to speak it and they're just a generally friendly person so you like them and you want to buy from them so so it is hard to it really is hard it's a hard thing to do um, because that best salesperson that you're talking to just might just be an extremely talented person that you want to hire right. and they also just might be full of it and right. it, that's why you just have to use you know just some of your gut and some, um, and that's why you do the other things that by getting other quotes, asking for referrals, looking at Google reviews. Yeah. Um, if somebody has really bad, you know, very bad 2.5 stars on Google and they're an amazing salesperson, I wouldn't want to buy from them, even though right. I might really like them because I'm assuming it's not being delivered afterwards. Yep. That, that's um, good. Now, the, the, um, the next thing I'm going to let you talk about, Mark Vila, because if you out there did not know this, Mark Vila is the master of contracts. <laughs> he, he got this title recently, but if you, if you want to talk over a detailed contract, you know, with somebody, Mark Vila is your guy. Well, I, I would say more so that, um, that I, I, I always want an out when it comes to, when it comes to in entering a relationship with somebody that's going to be connected to the business. I want to make sure that they don't have the upper hand on my business. It's my business. I'm in charge of it or, or with Coldesi. I 
and I have to take responsibility of those things. So if you're yeah. talking to an ad agency or whatever it might be, and they and before they've done anything for you, they want you they want a year contract, right? right. Which might be fair of them to ask. I'm not saying that it's not fair for for people to ask for contracts because some jobs are complicated, right? Um, but what you need to understand is how are you going to get out if they don't deliver? How, how, how are you not going to get stuck with a subpar product with somebody who isn't meeting your goals, who isn't living up to your expectations? And it's really important that when you're going to enter in this agreement with them, you understand how is it going to be measured? How do I exit out of this if it's not good for me? And really push in, in any way possible, push the best thing for your business is no contract. Yeah. Right? I mean, the best thing for me, your business me... is saying... 30 day notice as a courtesy, something like that. That's, that's yeah. the way a contract should 30, be. Yeah. 30 day notice. Yeah. I mean, that's the best, right? Um, yeah. As long as you keep doing a good job, I will keep giving you money and that's mm -hmm. it. Now, every business can't operate this way. And, and we definitely have contractual agreements we enter in um, and, uh, and you will have to as well for certain reasons, right? Like um, if you're leasing a space, they're, they're just not going to do month to month. They're going to ask you for a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But most real estate is, is governed. Right. And landlords have particular things they have to meet. They have to uphold, right. They have to keep, make sure that the building is serviced and that it meets electrical codes and things like that. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, so it's, you have a protection there, but it, you don't always have a protection if you hire an ad agency and you sign a three-year contract with them. Yeah. So it's important to, um, to, to watch out for that. Yeah. And I, I mean, understand that there are reasons why somebody might do a long-term contract. Like for, if you are um, a social media contractor, or if you help people with paid advertising or SEO, then it takes a while for those things to take effect. There's a lot of testing involved. So some may put a contract in place to make sure you stick it out so you can see the results. That they're working on you know and that might be uh, and you know, they also go ahead go ahead oh okay i was gonna say mm -hmm. when you're coming to say that made me think about um sometimes within these contracts it's because all, all the work is done up front and then it's just maintenance going on in the beginning so they might spend yes. 50 hours in the first month and only 10 in the next two but the aggregate hours is 70 hours and that's what they're charging you for Right. right in over that three month period of time. So they might have a 90 day contract because the amount of work that it takes to be done, but they're letting you pay it slowly over time. Yep. Um, and, and, and that just gets me thinking, thinking about, um, you know, with how you're paying, you know, um, I, I'm not a big fan of just, Oh, you have to, you have to strike me a giant check up front, you know? Right. Okay. You need to do something for me. I'm not going to prepay um, you so for a year. Yeah, I'm not going to prepay for it. And people get sucked into these things all the time. And a lot of intelligent people get trapped in this stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, even I know at, I have at, at all of us. Yeah, all of us in our lives have have at some point in time, signed into an agreement or a contract that we shouldn't have and wasted a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Um, and and you, you, so you don't have to do that. So I think it's really important to not allow that to happen, to push for trial runs of things to put, let me see, how about this? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you 90 days. And then if you've done a good job in 90 days, then I'll sign the rest of the year for you. There you go. You know, um, I'll, I'll, you know, you negotiate that in a way that works for you. And that kind of relates to part of your next point, which is never take the first price they offer. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say never, but you know, this is the kinds of things that you should be unafraid um, and anxious to talk to people about. If you hire a CPA that wants you to give him or her $2,500 up front to clean up all of your tax mess, and then $1,000 a month for the rest of the year to do level two or something like that, perfectly reasonable not to take that offer and say, look, I can't afford that. I'm not ready to invest that, you know, how about if I do just a thousand dollars a month for the first three months and then, you know, we'll see how it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, so, and so, you can always, uh, you can always um, let them know that what you are planning on spending, they are higher than the budget than you would have preferred to spend and that you might make the decision to not do business with them because of that. And are they willing to do something to help, to help you go with them? So yeah. they're going to say $2,500 up front and you did not plan on spending $2,500 or did not want to, um, yep. or you were planning on spending 2,500, but you'd like to see if you can get it done for two. <laughs> so, um, so, so a good, a good phrase. So a good phrase to use is look, I've, I've selected you as my vendor. I would really prefer to work with you. Um, unfortunately, I just, I can't afford that or I'm not ready to spend that kind of money. You know, um, is there, is there some lesser charge that you can, that you can offer me? You know, what, what else can we do for us to work together? But, you know, I, I don't have to pay quite that much. Yeah. Is there a discount you can offer me for a new sign up? you know, and I'm fine to pay that, that price may be ongoing, but initially, you know, um, you can offer to sign a contract. There you go. I like that. You know, I mean, that's a negotiating tactic you could do too. You might know that you're going to, you're in it for a year anyway, and you don't plan on tr- trying. So say, how about this? I'll give you a year commitment if you take 20% off. I mean, these are all like complicated things, but I find it, it's very simple to just say you, I, I've, yeah, I like the word, you know, I've selected you as my vendor you charge 2,500. Um, I really was looking to spend closer to 1,500 with, you know, or 2,000. What, what can you do? Can you do something for me so we can make, just move, move on with this. Yeah. And if you ask that question of almost anybody, oftentimes people will give you something. There will be people that will hard know it um, no matter what. And this is a fixed price. And, and if you want to do business with them, this is what they do. And, and if somebody gives you a hard no on something like that, it's up to you to, to choose that or not. Right. Yeah. That's your choice. It even, even big companies will be flexible like that, by the way. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely. And and everyone, almost everybody has flexibility in what they charge. And I think it's really important to ask. If you don't ask, it's always no. Yep, I agree. And you um, the last tip be, that... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry, the last tip that we have down here, because we're coming up on our hour, is um, is where is to ask specifically uh, where the where all the work is done. Now, um, you know, is it 
Is it a loose network of people that come together to accomplish a task? Is it an agency full of employees that sit in an office building in Utah? Are they all full-time? Is it a person in the United States who uses um, subcontractors overseas to get stuff done? You know, none of these are necessarily deal breakers, but you should know on how these things are going to be accomplished because different scenarios can cause different problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it, right? I do it all myself right might be an answer yeah. or i do it myself and i have um some some other folks that i work with when i need some help and you can ask okay are those are those full-time employees of yours or are they you know contractors that you work with to help out and it's just important to know because you're going to it's it'll, it'll really just help you make the decision um if if the price is cheaper and you find out that they offshore some stuff over to india and they tell you what that portion is and you feel that that's okay you don't mind that it doesn't bother you and it saves you a little bit of money you might make okay well now i understand why their price is cheaper yep i don't mind that they're doing that over there or i don't like that they're doing that there whatever there's no right or wrong answer to any of these yeah. things it's, it's part or, of understanding what they charge and what you get yeah maybe your accountant um you know your your the accounting or the cpa guy that you hire could use, they could be using bill.com or some online accounting service, you know, to do almost all the work. So all, so the answer could be that, you know, like 75% of the day-to-day -day stuff is automated. You know, I use, I use advanced software applications to take care of that. Or, you know, the, the Google ad software that I use makes most of the decisions. So it mm -hmm. doesn't require a lot of people in my office. It's just me. Um, and one other professional that I use to take a look. All those are good answers. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what they say, it's a good answer. It's how they've, they've decided to run their business. You just have to make a determination whether or not it matters to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, if you ask all this stuff and you take some of those tips and you go through this as a little process, it's going to be, you'll feel really confident when you do make a choice. And it'll still be scary. Um, it'll still be terrifying still to sign a contract or, or hand somebody a check for five grand when you've done everything for yourself in the past, but yeah. it should help you to feel more confident in doing this stuff. And, uh, honestly, these are the steps that you take to get bigger, right? Yeah. And like Jeff Bezos didn't build just Amazon by not making big decisions, smaller and bigger and bigger and bigger decisions like this. So if, if, if you're the growth of your business is to, you know, um, go from a side hustle all the way up to something that, you know, affords you a larger house one day, then this is part of the process and just get good at it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I like that. Okay. This has been how to hire an expert on the custom apparel startups podcast. This is Mark Stevenson. And Mark Vila, and we're today, we're brought to you by Coldesi. What? And ColemanandCompany.com. So if you've made it to the end here, congratulations. Um, you found out the secret that we're sponsored by the company that we work for. <laughs> um, you guys, you, uh, buy, <laughs> buy, buy, buy stuff from us and have a great business. Yeah.